Icons, it's Jen Spiegel, mama four, serial entrepreneur, and your business and lifestyle BFF. I'm here to build a community of like-minded women who are willing to dust themselves off time and time again. We stand tall and brave and courageous in our journeys, and we really become focused and committed to showing and shining a light on our God-given gifts. Let's be iconic together. Welcome, welcome to your Becoming Masterclass, and this one is on owning who you are. And it is an honor and a privilege to have this conversation because I really feel like this is one of my, well, let's just be honest, it's my life's journey and purpose, is the full acceptance of who I am and whose I am, and that has not always felt comfortable and remains uncomfortable for me and probably why I'm led to have this conversation with you. And so I'm excited to open this up and I wanted to open this up with something that you just can't make it up, okay? I decided today, I'm like, I'm gonna pull a card. I'm gonna pull an angel card just to acknowledge and ensure that how I'm coming on here, the intention I have for this is pure. It always is, but I was like, I just want, I want to know for sure. (laughs) So let me read this to you. Like, honestly, you can't make this up. This was the card I pulled. Call in your tribe. You do not have to do it alone. It is time to call in your soul family and support team. People who get you at a soul level. People who are the same kind of weird as you. People who are your chosen family. They are coming and they are looking for you. If you haven't found them yet, this is a sign that they are close by. But in order for them to find you and recognize you when they do, it is important that you stop dimming your light and truly let yourself be seen. If you have already found them, then you are being called to let them support you and perhaps also assemble a wider support team. Your support team can consist of all types of people, such as a therapist, a coach, mentor, or healer. Tune in to what kind of support you need now. So what that said to me was, we are within this community, our tribe, we are here supporting one another and holding space during this conversation. And also the calling, almost the demand of us standing fully in who we are and not dimming our light in order for our tribe to find us too. And I believe that life expands business, life relationships, who we are expands when we fully own who we are. And today was a really interesting day because I had a I had a totally different curriculum that I was intending to bring forward. And this morning I had a moment where I owned who I was and I wept. I wept. I couldn't figure it out at first, to be honest with you. I couldn't really figure out why I was so emotional this morning. I'm like, hmm, I don't know, but I can't stop crying. And it wasn't sad. It wasn't even necessarily happy tears. It was just weeping and I finally realized it was like my soul's acknowledgement of me being brave and vulnerable and sharing all of me, not just the parts that I think are publicly acceptable, but all the parts of me. And so my desire for you through this is that you truly own who you are. And this will be a journey. My expectation is not after listening to this, that you'll be like, I own who I am. And I mean, maybe I'm not going to hold you back from that. This girl's never going to hold anybody back. But what I do think this will do is provide you with some thoughts 
some things that may trigger or sting that really they kind of evolve into more. Maybe it's through journaling, conversation, or just quiet time with yourself to understand further and, and to just be with you. I think a lot of times owning who we are and when we don't feel like we're owning who we are is, is a lack of time and space alone because our lives are full. I know I'm preaching to the choir. You're like, yeah. And what often happens when we have a full life is we put ourselves in the back burner. Everything else gets looked after. And then when we have just enough, just a little bit, maybe we have a bath. Ooh, (laughs) maybe we go and work out for a little bit. Whoa, you know, maybe we get dressed. Maybe we even put earrings on like these things that should be normal, a part of our, our routines, our schedule, our day. And yet it's special and unique because we're constantly canceling on ourselves and caring for everybody else ahead of ourselves. So let's sink in, let's sink in. And what I would like to do today is talk about what owning ourself is and what owning ourself isn't. So what we'll talk about first is the is, and then I'll flip it over into the isn't, because I think when we have a mere reflection, it really adds an element of understanding. And maybe we can just be like, that's where I am. Or yes, this is, I'm on the right path. So it's not a test because this is not about perfection ever. It's about progression. So what is owning ourselves? Owning ourselves to me is peaceful confidence. I had the most incredible experience in 2019 where I was doing a meditation and I was really new to meditating. I had this resistance to meditation, but this experience was the most divine appointment I have ever had. I met the future version of myself. I was with her and I could see every detail of her, her joy, her health, her vibrancy, her prosperity, how happy and abundant she was. It was one of the most beautiful moments I have ever had. And when I opened my eyes after that meditation, no longer did I see my dreams and desires as this far off illusion that I was working towards every single day that I questioned and wondered about. It solidified everything for me. Now I wake up every day and every decision I make is based on that future version. How would I show up for my business today? How would I show up for my relationships, my health? All the decisions I'm making are that pursuit of her because it's a knowing now. I know that that is my future and that is who I am and meant to be. And I wanted to give this experience to you because it was just so beautiful and so life-changing for me. So I'm offering you my meditation. I really dug into that emotional experience that I had and I wanted to give this to you so that you can revisit this meditation over and over again until this is in fact your experience and it shifts everything in your life that you have a knowing on who you are meant to be and you start showing up today as that version and you're not waiting for the dream to come true or the goal to happen. Instead, you know that that is your birthright and now it's just embodying that person today. Go to jenspiegel.com, download that meditation and friends, please share with me. Let me know, have you had this experience and be patient with the process. It may take a few times, but once you have the experience, you will not be able to shake that connection to yourself and who you're becoming. Thank you so much for giving this an opportunity and a chance because I know it will change your life. Confidence 
with this like bit of swagger because we are so assured with who we are that we don't need to prove ourselves, our opinions to anyone. When I see people out there having to splatter their opinion or constantly share or overshare, justifying themselves, to me, I think, oh, I, I don't know if you're owning who you are because when we're confident in ourselves, we have no need to participate in things like that. We can look at people, other people's opinions, even if they're different than ourselves, and put it in its place and honor that that's their opinion. And it doesn't trigger us. It doesn't bother us. doesn't rub us the wrong way because we are so peacefully confident in who we are. And we acknowledge who we are and our core beliefs and values and so on. So this peaceful confidence kind of exudes out of us. You know, when you walk in a room and you see that woman walk in and you just go, yeah, yeah, she's got it. She's got it. I think there's nothing sexier. And I think it's so sexy to see because it's more rare than it should be. I think oftentimes we walk into a room like this, trying to find our place where we could fit in, blend in versus walking in, knowing that we have something to offer the room as well. And there's an, you know, something interesting about that. Cause it can bring up like, Ooh, is that ego? That's not very humble. These, these questions may arise in your mind and in your body throughout this whole conversation. And I'd love to just start with acknowledging that we have been gaslighted. Our culture, our world has told us that a woman should be humble. She should blend in. She should be quiet, dainty, look good, make sure everything else is handled and not with a breaking a sweat. These are things that have been told over generations and generations, and we are here to break those ties to those stories that no longer serve us if they ever did in the first place. It's okay to be seen, and it is okay to be heard, and it is okay to be strong, and it is okay to be uber successful, and it is okay for all the things that are part of you. It is. And as soon as you embody that, there will be this peaceful confidence that comes out of you that is unshakable. What else is owning yourself? Radical self-acceptance. So that to me means so many things. It means when I look in the mirror, I greet myself with kindness and loving words. I think often rather than radical self-acceptance, we look in the mirror and we're constantly ridiculing ourselves, picking ourselves apart, looking at the things and magnifying the things that we would want to change about ourselves. Thinking that our body needs to look a certain way in order to be accepted and more successful or to be deserving of a bathing suit. We think that we're not good enough. We're not more successful enough. Our story isn't profound enough than, you know, the person over there. And so when we are not in radical self-acceptance, when we are saying those things to ourselves, ultimately, ultimately it's comparison. Ultimately, what we're doing is comparing ourselves to others, making ourselves stand up towards her image or her success. And what that does is two things. It diminishes her success and the hard work she puts into her health or whatever it may be. Let her own that. Good for you. Applaud her. But what is good for her doesn't need to be what's good for you. There is nobody else like you. Comparison is the thief of joy. You've heard that. But maybe it's time rather than hearing it that you actually accept it and own it and stop it. And also realize there is somebody else out there comparing themselves to you. And the very thing you're putting down is the very thing they're praying for. And so when we can realize that and when we can just accept 
that we were made without mistake. It's such freedom. Body liberation movement right now is like got me jazzed up. I wish this was happening way back when I was a teenager. I think it would have really helped me um, navigate a lot of image issues and body image issues that I've had since as long as I can remember. I have a podcast recorded on I'm not thin enough and my belief that I still work through this day that I am not thin enough to be successful. And that may sound so odd to you, but that's me. That's me owning who I am. And that is a part of my journey. I know I'm not alone in that either. Radical self-acceptance means to me that I am pursuing myself every single day. I yearn to be in relationship with myself and that I also am forgiving with myself. Number three, if you're taking notes, is acknowledging it all. Owning who you are, owning who we are, is acknowledging it all. It is not just showing the bits of ourselves or the parts of our journey where we feel that, you know, publicly that's acceptable or we'll be applauded or people will be happy with us. Instead, it's acknowledging the messy, ugly, hurtful, betrayal, all the bits. It's fully acknowledging our whole self. That's owning ourselves. Because when we acknowledge it all, we come out from hiding the opposite of acknowledging our wholeness, our our journey, all the things we have been through, even if it's hard, is a sense of hiding in the shadows. And when we feel like we're hiding in the shadows, we want to tuck them away. Like, you know, when you clean your house, somebody's coming over, you're like, man, you shove everything in the closet where nobody can see the mess. It can feel like that when we're hiding, shove away these stories, these things that we haven't enjoyed about our experience or who we are, put it away where nobody can see it. And then maybe I'll be acceptable. Instead, those shadows, when you actually bring them to the forefront and acknowledge them, light gets to shine on them. And they no longer are scary and dark and like these secret corners of who you are. And they also make you who you are. Our human right is to have shadow and light. That is a part of us. And so to feel like the only part you get to show is light is stealing away a part of your journey and a part of your impact. You're more relatable. People feel more connected to you in relationship even, even if it's with a spouse, when you just own all the parts, the good, the bad, the ugly, because there are no mistakes no mistakes. And a lot of times those hard things, they were your greatest teachers and they chiseled you into a more courageous, strong, compassionate version of who you are. So shine a light on the shadows because that's what it will reveal for you. Empathy, to own who I am, to own who you are is to be empathetic with ourselves, kind, patient, to talk to ourselves the way we would talk to our children rather than shoulds and shaming ourselves and beating ourselves up for the things we were supposed to do in a day and didn't get done or the binging we did the day before because we were highly emotional or the business that didn't work out the way it was supposed to, whatever it may be, shaming ourselves, judging ourselves, sitting in judgment is the opposite of owning who we are. Owning who we are is to be able to talk to ourselves with kind words. We did that. And instead of judging it, I love to use the term curious. Hmm, why did I do that? Why did I feel that way? Why did I react that way? Why is it 
that I made that choice or that decision? What was it about that circumstance that made me feel that way? And when you approach it with that kind of empathy and curiosity, there's a level of just love and grace that you provide to yourself that you deserve. We have enough judgment. Let's be our champions, like our own best champions. The other thing is intuition. So owning who we are is tuning into our intuition. It is not fitting into other people's comfort zones. When we are sitting with ourselves, spending time with ourselves, listening to intuition and guidance, all these things that are revealed, that are our birthright come to the surface. And what ends up happening is we truly own who we are. And it may be odd. You may think, play a guitar? What? I'm a lawyer. What do you mean play a guitar? Where's this coming from? But if you weren't tuned into your intuition, maybe you would never realize how beautifully you play the guitar or how much you enjoy that experience, that hobby in your life, how much it relieves stress or how you share, you know, music with people around you. I mean, it's, it's just an example of how being in tune with yourself and listening to your intuition guides you. It is not supposed to make sense to everybody else around you. What happens when we're not listening to our intuition and our guidance is we're molding and shifting ourselves into these versions that fit into other people's ideas other people's comfort zones. And we end up being resentful. We end up being full of regret and wonder. That's why they say, you know, when people are, are passing and, and going from this earth, they say, my biggest regret is that I didn't do the things that were placed on my heart. I didn't go after those dreams. And I believe with my whole heart, most of the time people don't do that is because they were constantly worrying about making the other people around them comfortable rather than owning their truth and having the realization that because you want to do something different doesn't affect anybody else negatively. As a matter of fact, it might honor those relationships because you're being fulfilled. It's not supposed to make sense to anybody else. This is your life, your purpose, your impact, your journey. And so owning who you are is being willing to see that and own it and actually being brave enough to pursue it. The next thing is gratitude. Gratitude for the journey. Gratitude for that person who hurt you deeply. Gratitude for those times where you just failed miserably. Gratitude for those times where you judged your body and didn't stand up and go down the water slides with your kids because you were so consumed with the way you looked. How do you show gratitude, Jen, for those things? Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Forgiveness of yourself. And maybe it's simply forgiving yourself for allowing that to happen, allowing that person to treat you that way. You might even need to forgive yourself forgiving another person, forgiving yourself for the way you spoke to yourself or the, the way you held yourself back, forgiving yourself for hanging on to that failure for way too long and letting it hold you back from the next step. And if we're not going to be in gratitude and forgiveness, the opposite of that is unforgiveness. And that's not owning who we are. Instead, we're giving all of our power to external people, external circumstances. And it is completely opposite of owning who we are. We are allowing that stuff to own us instead of going, that happened and that sucked. And I really didn't enjoy it. And it hurt. And there's a wound. But instead of letting that wound fester, 
I'm going to give forgiveness. I'm going to work through it. I'm going to figure out what the lesson is in this. And then I'm going to show gratitude for that experience because I wouldn't be who I am today without it. I wouldn't be as compassionate towards other people if I hadn't been through that myself. I wouldn't see people as deeply as I do if I hadn't been through such a hard, difficult time. It doesn't diminish what somebody has done or the circumstance. Instead, it takes it out of the shadows and starts shining a light. Now, let's turn it into something light because I want to talk about you being unique. Man, could we all just get our freak on, okay? Get our freak on, get our weird on, and be individuals rather than thinking we need to be like someone else in order to have their success or be like someone else to start speaking like them online or be like her or look like this. Can we just stop trying to be like someone who is already taken and instead be inspired through them? Because if we're if we see something in someone, if we see a trait or a characteristic or something, do you know that when you acknowledge that and see that, that's the very thing you can have yourself. It can be exactly what you embody. You see it and you're like, oh, I love that. Embody it, but embody it in your own way. Because when you're not doing it in your own unique freak weird way, you're trying to fit in. You're trying to fit in. You're trying to blend in. And you were not created to blend in. Maybe this is the very permission slip you needed to get your freak on. Show up in your boisterous way. Show up with your humor. Show up with your like shy, quirky thing that you do, whatever it is, because that will be charming to somebody else. You will give other people permission to be who they are and own who they are because you show up even when it's not what you would say is perfect. It is perfect. It's your perfect. And I crave it. I am so over looking at the same things happen over and over. And people do the same video over and over. And this duplication, this copycat system, it it can work for a small amount of time. But eventually, it's about standing in who you are, being inspired through others, taking that information or that inspiration and creating it your own way. It will allow you to build your own community, your own network, the people who will totally resonate with you, but wouldn't resonate with her. And they're not resonating with you because you're just trying to be like her. Give yourself permission. We need more freaks. Okay. And I tell this story often, but I have great parents. And my dad said to me at one point when I I reached this high level in my first company, he's like, I just got to be honest with you. Like you're a freak of nature. I was like, what? Like, I don't know if that's a compliment. I don't know what you're saying, dad. Like, what do you mean? And he said, well, for people to achieve that level of success, they're freaks. They did what other people would never be willing to do. You got up and worked even when you thought, I don't even know if this is working. You had discipline and grit beyond what most people have even tasted. And that is a freak of nature. Be proud of it. And I just saw somebody say, wave your freak flag. And I'm like, absolutely. Because we think those things mean something negative or, or odd. I'm like, I want to be unique. I, I just, I just want to be me because that means I'm an in integrity. That means I am completely real with you. 
There's no persona. There's no performative persona showing up because I've just given myself to permission to own who I am. And I'll tell you, it is sexy and it is attractive and it's like a magnet. People will be so attracted to you because they see you being you and unapologetically. And I know that's cliche, but I mean it. I mean it. And lastly, owning who you are is so, so vulnerable. It's probably one of the most vulnerable things we can do because owning who we are means that we are putting ourselves out there on like a silver platter. Here's who I am. The good, the bad, the ugly, the freaky. I'm great at this and I totally flopped at that. I show up with makeup. I show up with pimples on my face. I am perfectly perfect. Not imperfectly perfect. You're perfectly perfect. And that can lead to opinion. That can make people uncomfortable and they want to like push you down because you're like, they're like, who you think you are? I'm me. And when someone hasn't fully owned who they are, that's not going to feel good to witness, is it? And I think what it can do is create this level of rawness in ourselves. And to me, that is the most vibrant way of living to release this idea that successful living in my life and business is the approval of others. To release this idea that the more accolades I get means the more successful I am. Instead, what if I just give myself those accolades? What if instead I crave every day to show up as real as I possibly can with what I know in this moment? And instead realizing when someone comes at me, it is a reflection of themselves and I don't have to own it. Because I don't own who you are. I am owning who I am. And vulnerability can feel scary. The shadows come up. It can definitely make us want to go back into the comfort zone of like fitting in and molding ourselves in. But instead, like, let's just get so comfortable that it's almost uncomfortable to see somebody not living as who they are. Without judgment, we don't judge anybody. We simply pursue ourselves and a deep love best friend relationship with ourselves. I remember thinking at one point in my life, gosh, I just like, what is unconditional love? And I have great parents. So something to do with that, but they're human. What does unconditional love feel like? And for me, it's, I have a sense of faith, a connectiveness, but it's still a little bit elusive. It's still a little bit, unsh- I don't really, I, I, I know it. I, I think I feel it, but it's so big. It feels sometimes too big for me to even absorb. And so I made a decision to do that for myself. And I haven't done it well. I haven't. I definitely, though, put it at the forefront of every single day. I have a couple of things every single morning I wake up, I say to myself, number one is be better than who you were yesterday. I can do that. I can do the slight edge. I can be a little bit more patient with my kids. I can be a little bit more loving with my husband. I can do a little bit more work. I can do that. I can work out and do five more minutes. Those are tangible things I can commit to. And I do. And I have done that for as long as I can remember. That is definitely a goal, a pursuit of mine. And that is honoring who I am. The other piece is this pursuit of unconditional love for myself, radical self-acceptance, full full, full love of who I am. Because as I was raised, I was told that that's not humble. Love others as you would love yourself, which means I have to love them first, then love myself. That's at least how I perceived it. That 
you know, my needs come after the needs of other people. That is like a true woman. Um, this is being a, a woman of faith. So I, I, I did, I embodied these things. And when I would start to say, I love myself, I remember like being uncomfortable in my seat thinking, Oh, that doesn't sound very humble. It almost sounds like I'm full of myself. And I mean, that would be like my worst nightmare. So I realized there's a very big difference. There's a very big difference with radical self-acceptance and fully loving myself and being full of myself. And that changed my life. I own who I am. And the sooner you own who you are, the sooner you will feel free, peaceful, joyful, energetic, vibrant, the success and the goals that you have will come to fruition. You will magnetize the right people into your life, into your business, your career, whatever it may be. It will be unstoppable. It'd be like you opened the floodgates. Where What is even happening? Well, the world, the universe, you were waiting for you to look in the mirror and celebrate and see the abundance, the infinite possibilities You've taken the lid off of yourself. I don't have enough time. What will it do to my marriage? What will my kids feel? What all this, none of it's true. When you take that lid off of yourself and you open yourself up to all possibilities that are available to you, everybody benefits, everybody. But here's the cool thing. Everybody gets the version of you they've always wanted. You, all of you. Every pore, every experience, every thought, because the sooner you accept yourself and all the parts, the sooner you give permission to your kids to accept all the parts, the sooner you give permission to your spouse or the people you're leading, because they're seeing your vulnerability. They're seeing your peaceful confidence. They're seeing your acceptance. They're seeing your empathy towards yourself. My gosh, my friends, if we amplified the voices in our heads, the things that we said to ourselves, can you even imagine what our kids would think if they heard the things their mom said to herself? Talk about trauma. What if we magnified that? Would you be proud? I think some of the things we say to ourselves, we wouldn't even say to somebody who's done like the worst thing in the world to us. And it's time to smack it out of ourselves to stop living in this hamster wheel of saying the same self-limiting, negative, mean things to ourselves and instead replacing those things with loving, kind, gracious words, winking at yourself when you look in the mirror, smacking your own butt when you walk by. Yeah. And this may sound way out there, but this is a journey. Start the journey. Start the process pursue a relationship and own who you are. We need you. We need you. We need all of you every bit. You're here for a purpose and your purpose. I honest to goodness, believe this. Your purpose is to every day show up and live as fully as you can, because when people show up and live as fully as they can, that's when they leave fingerprints. They change people's lives. They make impacts because they were brave. They did it before they were ready. And there's a gentleness that exudes out of you because of it. Own who you are because it is perfect. It is vulnerable. It's full of some messy moments. We've all had them. Instead of being ashamed of them, instead, let them be your power, your superpower. Let it create more compassion for people 
that people just feel like you're like a warm, cozy blanket when you're around. Like you get them because you own who you are. You're becoming, becoming the highest version of yourself, becoming iconic is standing up, rolling your shoulders back and finally listening to your soul's work and soul's purpose. It's magnificent. It's profound. It's big. Don't be afraid of it. You have not been given anything you can't handle, even when you feel like you can't handle it. It is carving you into that beautiful human you're designed to be and teaching you all the lessons that are essential to create that person that you're becoming. Thank you so much for your time. I truly hope that this inspired you, even if it's just one thing, one thing that either stung or gave you an aha moment, just one thing, this was worth your time. But my honest to goodness hope is that instead of it just being a great experience with some words that made you think, that instead it becomes a daily pursuit. That it is so important to you that you wake up thinking about it and you go to sleep thinking about it. Because that is exactly what you get to experience is this beautiful unraveling of you. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to witness it, see it. We need more of you. Be that change for yourself, for everybody around you, and for the world. And it sounds like, but it is. Not a lot of people stand into this, but now you've been given the words and some wisdom to be able to do that for yourself. And it's now completely up to you, but you can do it. Just start by winking as you go by the mirror. Start by singing out loud, going for a walk, laying longer in bed, and just saying good morning to all the things around you. Being so grateful for the success you've already had. Looking at your body and thinking, gee, look at that. I can move it. Let's own who we are, like for real. For real, for real. <laughs> and thank you for being here. I look forward to your evolution. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you know how deeply grateful I am for the time and space you give to the Becoming Iconic podcast. It is an honor and a privilege to show up here twice a week and pour into you. And thank you for those five-star reviews that you've been giving and those beautiful compliments. It means so much. And the time you spend to do that is just the most beautiful way to give back. The other thing I want to challenge us to as a community is to share more. It's so simple to copy this link into a text to a friend who you think would benefit from what you just listened to or share it into your stories. Make sure to tag me, by the way, because I love resharing and allowing your network to maybe discover something that they wouldn't have if it weren't for you. And just a gentle reminder that jenspiegel.com, that website was designed for you, for you in mind and what you need in your life and business, the blog, the resources, the different ways of working together, they all sit there and they're available to you. So I challenge you to go over there, make it a habit of checking out what's new and exciting. At the end of the day, I just want you to know I love this community. I appreciate being able to show up for you and I just want you to make it a great day.